2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's day two of Super Bowl week here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Come on in, stay a while. Had a great day yesterday. Great day last night as well. A lot to recap, a lot to look forward to coming up later on today with our guest list. Brady Quinn will stop by. Our good buddy Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. And uh, Adam Lefko, NBA on TNT. Is Kevin Durant on the move to Boston? We'll have that coming up in a little bit. I'm even surprising the Danettes with that. Yeah, there's a possibility Kevin Durant could be on the move and maybe going to Boston, Jalen Brown, and whatever else, going to the Brooklyn Nets.
3: NBA insider, Dan
2: Patrick? No, I'm an outsider. Just ask OBJ. I'm an outsider. Mr. Outside. Mr. – well, I was in high school. I was known as Mr. Outside. Thank you, C. O'Connor. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. All the people we met yesterday after the show – We do a meet-and-greet at Scottsdale Stadium. We are uh, by the uh, Home Plate Plaza there after the show. And we had a lot of people who came out. People drove – we had a couple people drove in from New Mexico, a couple people from uh, Riverside, California. We did find somebody who came in from Alaska – and I think Seaton may have said, wait, you drove in from Alaska, or Pauly did?
4: Yeah. I go, oh, good to meet you. Where are you from? He goes, I'm from Alaska. I'm like, you drove in from Alaska? He goes, no, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I live down the street. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people wanted to measure their hands next to Marvin yesterday.
3: <laughs> I'm a really good sport. You are I say a really, that. really
2: good sport. Uh, Marvin thought they were giving him a high five, and, and he's like giving it like then they go, no, no, we want to see your hands, how big your hands are. How do you take a picture of those little hands? <laughs> Somebody's about to get these hands. Yeah. Basically. Whoa. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Tuesday people get
2: ready. Yes. They might be small, but they pack a punch. Whoa. You've only been in one fight. Just one. Yeah. By the way, Marvin, this was kind of his introductory dinner. His, uh, you know, sales staff, the introductory Danette. You're officially a Danette there with the, uh, you know, the dinner last night. So Marvin got, uh, you know, congratulations. Going, yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: I'm gonna need more enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yeah, all right. At, at one point, I looked over. Marvin had two wine glasses. He had <laughs> uh, he had red and white wine. I said, "Oh, I th- you know, welcome." You I was know? like, "Who's paying for this?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll take another one. Yeah, please. By all means. Now you're fitting in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on our radio affiliates yeah. around the country, uh, n- numbering nearly 400, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. As well, So there's a lot of things to get to, obviously with LeBron on the doorstep of breaking Kareem's record. I wanted to see what the odds were of LeBron if he breaks it tonight. I've been telling you this for a couple of weeks now. DraftKings has him breaking the record on Thursday against the Bucs, but he's got OKC coming up tonight. Also, how will he break the scoring record? You can bet on it. Uh, Right now, a two-point field goal is the uh, overwhelming favorite. Three-point field goal, and then a free throw. The Lakers are favored by seven against OKC coming up tonight. There was a lot of NBA action, but then also with the trade deadline coming up, the Lakers whiffed on Kyrie Irving. Is there a chance they are in play for somebody else? I mentioned that Kevin Durant, is there a possibility that he will leave the Nets there? I don't know if you know the name, but uh, in the Nets uh, game last night, if I would have said somebody scored 47, you probably would have said, wait, is KD playing? Cam Thomas. Excuse me? Cam Thomas, out of LSU, I believe, he had 47 points. Now, keep in mind, uh, on Saturday, Cam Thomas had 44 in the Nets' win. So he's the first player in franchise history to have 44 points or more in consecutive games. Maybe that's why they were like, yeah, all right, Kyrie, you want out? We're good. But uh, Cam Thomas lightened it up here. Yes, Mark? He might be Jason Terry.
3: I'm telling you, 2011 Mavericks. Okay. Kevin Durant is the big guy. Cam Thomas out of nowhere.
2: What if uh, KD leaves, though? That kind of takes away your Dirk Nowitzki-Dallas Mavericks uh, comparison. Oh, they forget that I said it. Yes, all right. Yes, Paulie. Cam Thomas, 21 years old,
4: 6'3", 210, out of LSU. He was the 27th pick the draft a couple years back. He averaged yeah. 8.5 last year, 9.5 this year, but it's rapidly rising.
2: Yeah, I think he's the big winner with the Kyrie Irving uh, trade <laughs> so far. And not the Mavs, not the Nets. It's it's Cam uh, Cam Thomas here. Cam yes. three piece. Mm, no, you don't. Uh, to you don't, don't try so hard. Cam it's three three hours. No, yes, three but hours. we got three hours. You You're know, like th- two fifty at this? Point. I didn't acknowledge you. Okay, notice me. Notice me. Notice Cam me. Cam three piece. All right. No. What, Marv? No, Todd's here. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, good to see you, Todd. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. I need attention. Yes, you do. Uh, We have Traeger here. Uh, Chad brought his grills, so that's coming up later on. Let me give you an idea, if I can find my phone, the menu. uh, It's a a long list here of items that uh, Chad is going to cook up with the uh, Traeger grill. Here we go. Grilled beef tenderloin, and, of course, with Bernays sauce, baked biscuit and sausage gravy casserole, smoked (laughs) breakfast fatty, Seen you've had those before. Yeah. Uh, numerous times. Yes. It's legal now. <laughs> baked, baked crab quiche, hash brown casserole, cinnamon rolls, and then a Bloody Mary cocktail. Yo, let's go, Chad. <laughs> let's get this no show over with. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. No no Nobody. No so the uh, new Traeger Grills are here, so always great to see Chad and Julie. Chad is the sous chef. Uh, Julie is the main chef here uh, for this. Uh, in, uh, this whole week, by the way. They're going to be here. All right, NFL opening week. um, You had the big night last night. Now this is media night. They call it opening night now. It had such a bad connotation. So many times I went to media night, and I'd be like, what am I doing here? Because you would get somebody from uh, MTV, like downtown Julie Brown would be there (laughs) asking questions. You know, some reporter from Brazil who was sort of dressed, and then you'd be like, uh how do I break down the, the game plan here while Julie Brown wants to know, you know, some stupid question that she's going to be asking? Yeah, pulling. I
4: was watching just little clips, and they were pretty benign. And Andy Reid of the Eagles is answering a bunch of questions, and he was being very polite to everybody. And one of the reporters, goes, how great is it to be here? And he goes. Oh, like media night? I could, I, I, to be honest, I could think of a lot of other things I'd like to be doing. She goes, no, no, I mean Super Bowl, to be back in the Super Bowl. Go, oh, that's great. No. He thought he meant media night.
2: And then uh, a reporter asked the Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni, if this is a must-win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that. Uh, yes. What if he said, no, not really, no. Nah. We'll be back next year. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. I mean, you lose a Super Bowl, so what? Seriously, Coach, is this a must-win game? Yes. Okay, I was at the Super Bowl where somebody was asked if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Because I worked with the people who uh, came up with that question. And that was painful, where you heard it being asked and you're going, gosh, we're just trying to generate some kind of content. Yes, yes,
3: Mark. Is that when you said, man, I wish downtown Julie Brown was here? (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes,
2: I did. Yes, Tom.
3: It's not inside the actor studio. Do they realize what they're doing? It's a Super Bowl media game.
2: Well, you're trying to just get them to say something, and, and you know, they've been asked all these questions. If, if you're there, you know, there could be a cub reporter, you know, like a 12-year-old won a contest, and he might ask better questions than the grown-ups. Yes, he...
5: But who's going to go into that thing now, like modern day, you know, and say, like, uh, Jalen, so how are you going to deal with the Chiefs' corners? You've got young receivers <laughs> here, uh, you know, like, and ask a real football question. It's not even what it's for anymore.
2: Yeah, but they might appreciate that.
5: They never appreciate anything. I think they appreciate
2: more like, "Hey, if you were, uh, you
5: know, a, a tree, what kind of tree would you be?" Like
2: don't uh, There was an exchange with a reporter and Jalen Hurts, which was kind of refreshing. Now you can't really hear his question, but he's basically saying that he didn't think he was one of the people who didn't think that Jalen Hurts, the Eagles, could win with Jalen Hurts. So he wanted to admit to Jalen Hurts, and here is uh, Jalen Hurts' response
5: the Eagles
1: get
5: to the Super Bowl
4: with you as their You're not the only one. Well, I just wanted to say man to man, so I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jalen, it's been, it's been it's stuck in my crawl season. I want to apologize.
5: Man to man. Man to man.
4: I know it's been bothering you, it's been bothering me. <laughs>
5: Like, oh, okay.
4: Hasn't bothered me a bit. Hasn't
5: bothered me a bit. Oh, yeah, I remember that tweet, bro. I remember that tweet. Huh? i am waiting to run into you.
2: Uh, Jalen, how much did it bother you that I didn't believe that you could win a Super Bowl? I'm sorry, who? Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old time greats, the only place to collect them all. Panini trading cards. The official trading cards of the DP show. You can start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. dot
4: Jalen, you know we could talk more offline because I got <laughs> some more to unload on you. I just man to man. Man
2: to man. You <laughs> <laughs> might be taking yourself a little too seriously. To a man. <laughs> All right. Play it again. Here's Jalen Hurts.
6: The Eagles we get to the Super Bowl with you as their quarterback. You're
1: not the only one. Well, I just wanted to say man to man, so I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. Travis Kelsey, when you were in the back, I didn't like you.
4: I thought you were overrated, didn't have good hands. That's been bothering me for eight years. Man, oh man I'm sorry.
2: I'm trying to think, who would we apologize to that oh. we didn't believe was going to be great, succeed? You know what? Uh, Trey Young. Right? When we had him in studio, and I thought, there is no way that kid can survive in the NBA. I mean, he looked like he was 6'2", you know, 170 pounds. But same thing with Steph Curry, thank you. Steph Curry, now I thought Steph Curry could succeed. That's weird. I should have thought that Trey Lance could succeed because Steph Curry succeeded. And the first time I saw Trey Lance play, he reminded me of Steph Curry. Anybody else that stands out that... That, as a show, maybe we should apologize. Yeah, Paul.
4: I, I remember when we had Lamar Jackson in studio, and I don't—I didn't think we thought he would not succeed because his skills are unbelievable. But we're like, he is so thin. How is he going to hold yeah. up? And he, he's been banged up, but he has pretty much held up. But I was like, I don't know if this guy should be a top a top draft choice. Well,
2: that's, that's what I want to ask Albert Breer when he joins us. I haven't heard anything about his contract situation, and at what point do we need to hear about that contract situation? Yes, Marv.
3: I want to apologize to Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech quarterback. I was just like, quote-unquote, gunslinger. I was like, man, this looks like an E.J. Manuel situation
2: right here. Yeah, No, you're not alone. Cool. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> yes, Todd.
6: I want to apologize to Geno Smith. We had him at the Super Bowl a few years back. Didn't think much of his game. I predicted Drew Locke was going to throw all kinds of touchdown passes, and Geno got the starting job. So Geno did a lot more than I thought he was going
2: Anything to do. Anything you want to get off your chest, Seton? Uh, I don't
5: know. I've had so many dumb opinions on this show. Uh, there's probably a million. Too many to list. Maybe Russell Wilson. Made fun of him a lot. Made fun of J.J. Watt a lot, too. So maybe Not to his face okay. yesterday. No, I pretty much ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm busy
4: on the yeah. phone right here, J.J. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Are we apologizing just to sports athletes? Could it be to women? Could it be to people in our lives? Like the Carbondale Police Department back in college, I, I owe them some, some I things.
2: think just athletes. Okay. Yeah, just athletes apologize. Apology to Tuesday. And I'm sure that people will uh, you know, bring up some names that we brought up at uh, our, on our Twitter page. Uh, yes, at DP Show.
5: That New York studio, though, like you are saying, we'd get all these dudes coming through, and you're like, that guy's going to make it? Yeah. No
2: way. Yeah. Some of them were just like skin and bones, you know? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address com. Twitter handle at Show. Operator Tyler's standing by to take your phone calls. Poll question today, Seton, what are we going to go with?
5: Yeah, we got a bunch of options for you. Right. Uh,
2: if you could attend Super Bowl Media Day,
5: this is one from the toddler. Oh. You would rather ask serious questions or provide some comic relief. You can't really, I mean, how serious can you get?
2: Well, it depends on who you're talking to. If I was talking to Travis Kelsey, it would be lighthearted. I don't know if Andy Reid would be, you know, a ball of jokes there.
5: Or like somebody asked Andy Reid about playing against the Eagles. Now, and playing yeah. against your own team, and he had a good answer. I mean, it wasn't controversial or anything, that's a serious question, right?
2: I would ask Andy Reid about the punt, pass, and kick contest. <laughs> yeah. What if you brought the second-place winner, and he's like 5'5", five, five, <laughs> 160? It, 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 I mean, that feels like that's a Saturday Night Live bit, where you have this massive kid who's, what, 13 years of age, and uh, everybody else, it was Gulliver in the land of Pusian, little Pusians there, and I go, oh, my God it It looked like it was it was fake, but um, it was funny. Yes, Marv?
3: He's one of those uh, what I like what I like to call birth certificate kids. You ever play against somebody? <laughs> yeah. check his birth certificate right now. Yeah. Why would he
2: shave before the game? Yeah, <laughs> but they got to their freshman year in high school and then they stopped growing. now I, yep. I faced a few of those guys who were like, God, this guy's unbelievable in eighth grade. And then he didn't make the freshman team in high school. Yes, he...
5: Yeah, I had a kid on my eighth-grade basketball team who was six foot, and the rest of us were, like, five feet tall or yeah. whatever, and he's six foot, and everybody else, he's still six yeah. foot to this day. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah more. To see his point, same thing. Our best player in Little League, my man Mike, 5'11". Today,
2: 5'11". Yeah. <laughs> That's stinks. <laughs> <fixed>. He stopped <laughs> at 12. <laughs> Glory, dude. They'll yeah. pass you by, Todd. All right, come on now. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback set to join us, Brady Quinn a little bit later on and uh, Adam Lefko, NBA on TNT. Your phone calls are always welcome and uh, we're back after this in the Dan Patrick show. Get ready for the biggest sports day in, well, the entire year. It'll be Sunday Super Bowl Sunday DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5. Get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on all the Super Bowl action with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and uh, you can do that every day between six and nine p.m. Eastern. See what the prop bets will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code Patrick. New customers can bet five dollars on Super Bowl fifty-seven. Get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Patrick. Fritzy.
6: 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as is free bets. One early win token issued at opt Optin. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live
0: on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on a play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Unlock your potential so you can do your own thing. Be your own boss or live out your own dreams. Capable, versatile. A Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van can help drive your ambitions as far as you want to take them. What's the poll question that we're going to go with there, Sidney O'Connor?
5: We're going to go with media day, Dan. Would you take it seriously or have some fun?
2: Okay. What would you guys do? Yeah, Paul.
4: We've gone a couple times, and a couple years ago, McLovin and I walked around, and we we're asking like the backup players for the Patriots, uh, between the two of us, who would you rather get in a fight with? <laughs> they seem to enjoy it because they know they could beat up either myself or McLovin easily, so they, they enjoyed it. I think the backup players like those questions. I think if we went up to Brady, that would not have worked
2: out. Okay, the odds to score a touchdown at any time in the Super Bowl, the best odds according to DraftKings. Marvin, I'll start with you. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Good guess. But uh, he's third on the list. Todd,
3: that Gainwell kid and the Eagles. I like him. No, not Gainwell.
2: Seaton, Travis Kelsey. Blue, bloop. Yes, yes.
4: Travis Kelsey.
2: Yes, you were right. Both of you got that yeah, right. Nailed it. Same so, time. Travis Kelsey and then Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. Feels like Travis Kelsey, though, you'll probably have like a nine-yard touchdown reception. You'll go, how did he get so open?
6: Why do these cornerbacks get so <laughs> confused by his very average uh, move? I, I, I'm going I, this I, way. <laughs>
2: oh, no, i <I'm> <laughs> Like, there's certain times you watch somebody's athleticism, and you go, okay, I get it. Travis Kelsey, I still, he's almost, he moves the way um Kawhi Leonard does or uh, Luca. Like, All they right. move at their own pace. It, they're not fast. They're not Quick, it just feels like they move in a way that's in unison with Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, it's like they just use space better or something. I right? don't – yeah, use their body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, i got some pretty pictures here. The uh, Camelback Mountain, oh. if you're watching on uh, Peacock. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. And uh, let's add to the scenery. Let's bring in Albert <laughs> Breer, the senior NFL Lovely. reporter, lead content <laughs> strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. <laughs> He's just known as the Monday Morning Quarterback, in my opinion. <laughs> kind enough to join us. Always. I don't know, know what
6: scenery you're adding to. <laughs> I put
2: on? Yeah, yeah if, if you, you want to. On. Okay. Um, yeah, it's
6: interesting you asked about Travis Kelsey. I asked chad Henney about that because i i had um you can you know, pull
2: that microphone yeah. a little bit closer to you
6: i had seen on twitter like you see over and over again like hey you might want to cover 87 right so i like after like the divisional game i i asked chad Henney, i'm like so like what is it like how how come no one can get like, obviously he'd be the number one priority for any defense yeah and chad Henney says because he was a high school quarterback and travis travis kelsey was a high school quarterback and Chad said he sees the field like a quarterback. So he sees the field the same way Mahomes does. So he knows how to set up coverage, he knows how to set a defender up, he knows how to use their leverage against them. Yeah. It's because he played quarterback in high school. He sees the field differently than a lot of other skill players. Yeah, so there you
2: go. He's one of those guys though that you're right, I don't know if there's a true definition of why is he so great, but you know, that kind of puts it into perspective yeah. of a football player seeing it, and plus, I always wondered about that. If you were a defensive back or a wide receiver, and you played quarterback in high yep. school, how does that help you see the field? And uh, you know that certainly pertains to Travis Kelsey. Yep. All right, a lot to get to. Uh, anything come out of media night that uh, the audience should be aware of? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thanks I mean, for joining us, Albert Breer. Everybody, I mean, that.
6: honestly though, like that's not really for us, right? Like, no, that's it's not, not. I mean, I like, look, I, I think one thing that is noticeable is the amount, like, is the infrastructure of both teams, right? Like, and you see, okay, like, there is Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, future head coaches on the Eagles staff. And then you look at the Chiefs staff and their established coordinators, and Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnuolo. And then you see further down the line, guys like Brian Johnson and Kevin Petullo, who probably ha- are on a head coach trajectory. So I think one thing you saw... Like the depth of the rosters, the depth of the coaching staffs, the depth of the scouting staffs, like, really is two organizations that really have a lot of things working.
2: When Nick Sirianni took over and had that initial press conference, we goofed on him. Yep. Um, I could now all of a sudden he's found his voice. He's found out yeah. who he is here. What's the uh, what led him to this point? What's his... I think
6: it's. I actually think like looking back at it now. Well, I had a similar experience with Nick. Like the first time I got him on the phone, I didn't know him at all. And this was when he was the Colts offensive coordinator. And it was like a 10-minute phone call where it was like pulling teeth talking to him. You know what I mean? Like it felt like I couldn't get anything out of him. It was awkward, it was weird. And then, you know, I, I got to actually meet him in person, and it was totally different. And I think like one of the thing what, like, what you see like with and what we all saw in that first press conference is actually part of his greatest strength. He's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. I don't care what other people think about him. And I, I've i said this to, to a lot of different people. Like, He might be the most normal guy among the 32 NFL head coaches. And I think then you look at his staff, and they're all guys who are in the same age range. And they all have kids who are the same age. And then the atmosphere that creates in the building, where everybody's sort of all in, and everybody's sort of on the same page. And I just... I think he's found a way to create an environment that is, remar- it sounds weird, remarkably normal. And I think the players, because of that, like coming to work every day. So you have, and I've had people there say this to me, like the weight room is full at 6 a.m. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that, like where no one ever sees it, but it's, again, kind of about like an organization all pulling in one direction. And I think a huge part of that is Nick's own personality and that... People rally around him because he's a normal guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it's yeah. just, you know, I I think the worst thing you can be as a head coach is somebody who's trying to be somebody else or tr- somebody who's trying to project, you know. Nick is unapologetically himself, and obviously it's worked.
2: you got some coaching vacancies. Yeah. I didn't know if they're vacant because you have coaches in the Super Bowl who they might be considering. Right. But let's start here in Arizona. Yep. Why is this job still open?
6: I. <laughs> I've had a couple of people say to me that maybe the owner likes the fact that people are talking about his team during Super Bowl week, so that was one theory that this has been wow. dragged out this way, like because it's part of it is. Is that, this a positive thing that you don't have a head coach? Well, that that, that people are talking about the Cardinals, you know. So like, like any you know, publicity is good publicity. I mean, guess guess the old Jerry Jones thing, right? Like you know, three minutes on ESPN, three minutes
2: on ESPN. But does right? this come down to who wants to coach Kyler Murray?
6: I, I don't think it's so much that. Like, I do think part of it is that they they hired a general. They wanted to hire their general manager first. And so they hired Monty Austin for it. This is also the first time they've sort of gone outside of their family to do an entirely new, like, setup, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you look at it, you go back to Mike Bidwell got the team from his dad or control, like, 0708. So when they were hiring, you know, Wizenhunt, well, they'd already had a sitting general manager in Rod Graves. Then they hired, the, they fired those two guys. They promote Steve Kime. Steve Kime hires Bruce Arians. And then when they fire, or when Bruce Arians walks away, Kime hires Wilkes. Then Kime hires Kingsbury. They've never really done this before. And so, like, I think that that's a part of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, like a huge piece of it was sort of figuring out what they want. And so, um, you know, I think that the, the, the fact that this is dragged out a little bit does open up the possibility, though. And I know a lot of people around the league think that is the potential there that if they're dragging this out, so if it doesn't work with, they're talking to Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator today, they were supposed to talk to Brian Flores tomorrow, Flores backed out because he took the Vikings DC job, and then Lou Anarumo, the Bengals DC on Friday, are they dragging this out? So if they're not enamored with Kafka today or Anarumo on Friday, that now they can talk to the Eagles coordinators on Monday. And uh, they missed the window to talk to the Eagles coordinators the first time around, which meant they weren't allowed to talk to them during the Eagles' bye week. So they have to wait till Monday if they want to talk to Jonathan Gannon or Shane Steichen.
2: I put JJ Watt in an uncomfortable spot yesterday. I did yeah, ask I him. I did ask him <laughs> about <laughs> Kyler Murray. Um, he kept asking me what I thought of Kyler Murray, and I, I, just, I don't know what the the sense, the feeling is. I, I said to JJ Watt, I said, look, Kyler Murray. Had it so easy in high school, and yep. you know he goes to Oklahoma and had it easy there. You know in that offense there. Yep. Uh, played baseball. I mean everything came to him naturally. Yeah. But but you know playing quarterback in the NFL is not. Hey, I got the most ability. Patrick Mahomes has unbelievable ability, but he's he's a leader. Right. And puts in the time. Mm-hmm. And that's like what do you hear about Kyler Murray?
6: I like, I think that the if you're if if he's the guy that like you're looking to like he hasn't been the guy to set the tone for the rest of the organization and that's been problematic for them you yeah. and so like if you want your quarterback to be sort of the head of the snake right like in the guy who is going to put natural peer pressure on everybody else to work their ass off and to be the first one in the building and to set the tone for the entire organization he hasn't been that and it really goes back to who he is and I actually think it relates to his baseball background Like the huge the big knock on him coming out of Oklahoma was well he's a baseball player so he's sort of an independent contractor and like he wasn't part of spring practice in college as a quarterback which is different because of baseball and so like it's always been for Kyler Murray it's not that he doesn't work hard it's that like a lot of his work is directed differently than it is for other quarterbacks so he's not around as much and he's not going to be the guy who's pulling everybody in the same direction now in his defense like, he did get the guys together in Texas in the offseason, that sort of thing. But when your quarterback isn't showing up for half the offseason program, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Because now, well, are there a bunch of other third and fourth and fifth-year players who are going to see that as licensed? Hey, I'm going to stay in Florida
2: in, in April and May,
6: and I'm going to show up June 1st. And how does that sort of flow into the summer when you're starting training camp?
2: And then he's probably not going to start the season. Right, right, because right. of his it ACL. Yeah.
6: And so how much of his ACL recovery is going to be done here? Hmm. Like, and how all in is he going to be with the new coach? And I think that's part of, like, the equation when you're looking at it, Dan. Like, I, if, you're, if, you have, if, you, if you're Mike Kafka or you're, you have one shot at being a head coach, right? Because most, most guys don't get a second shot. And you're going to have one shot at being a head coach. Like, what do you have, two or three years? Contract dictates that it's going to be really hard to walk away from Kyler Murray for that period. Yeah. So that's part of the equation coming here is that it's you almost have to find a way to make it work with Kyler, which is sort of what Sean Payton's facing in Denver with Russell Wilson, too. Uh,
2: Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, joining us. Uh, Tom Brady said yesterday mm-hmm. that he's going to take the year off. Yeah. Um, do you think he does TV?
6: I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that he's going to... I mean... I, I will say that I think if he does do TV, he's going to... I think he'll go all in and try to be really good at it. Um, I'm not convinced that he does it. Um, just because I do think that... I hate to say it's beneath him. <laughs> but, but but doesn't it sort of feel like... like can you guys see him, like, standing in the buffet line with the rest of us at <laughs> halftime?
2: <laughs> Waiting in line to take a pee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is any Anybody got kale? Can I get some kale around here? Some avocados? Like, like,
6: it really wasn't. It was never hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of Tony Romo doing that, right? It's not even hard to, like, wrap your head around the idea of Troy doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around the idea of Tom Brady standing in that line yeah. waiting for
2: a hot dog. Yeah. You know what I
6: mean? So um <clears throat> I do think like
2: You gotta look at the Mannings and what they're doing, or you have to look larger than that, like Elway got into ownership. Yeah. It feels like Tom is more of the guy who greets you in his suite and he's the owner and or, you know, yeah. part of an ownership. I group. mean,
6: like, is it Magic Johnson? Is that his future? You know what I mean? Like I just feel like to satisfy his competitive, like that, because I think that's what, one, I think one of the big reasons, one of the things that most people miss about him, I think one of the things that kind of kept him going was the fear of losing that outlet, the competitive outlet, because he is such a maniac when it comes to competition. And, like, I, I don't think it was ever searching for a fairy tale ending or getting back at people in New England, improving people. I think for him it was like a, like a, an addiction almost to competition. And I do think like going and being part of an ownership group and getting into team building might satisfy
2: that to a degree.
6: Would television satisfy that?
2: If he goes to the games, right? then you prepare for both teams. You're right. preparing for both defenses. And that, I think, would get those competitive juices flowing. Yeah. It's, it's what Drew Brees missed out on. Right, He was in the studio. And there's no magic in the studio. you got to create magic. The game creates yeah. magic, and therefore you go out there, then you feed off that excitement. Right. And therefore I think that would work with Brady. But I'm just shocked that he's not doing anything for Fox this week. And I thought send a camera crew to Tampa and just say, Tom, I want you to prepare for both of these defenses. Right. And I want you to talk about both of these quarterbacks. So I got you know him in the film room breaking things down. Doesn't have to be out here. Doesn't have to be on the set. Right. But you can kind of bring him into the Fox family. And it'd be a great dry run for him yeah. to see what it's like. You yeah. know what
6: I mean? Like it's, an, it's relatively, it's not heavy lifting. You know, And you for him. get a
2: couple of takes. You're going to make sure he looks great. You could stop it and say, all right, let's try it again. Yeah. You're not live TV. Nobody's going to be judging you. We talked about this before. It still feels like if you wanted somebody to be themselves, because you always hear, Hey, just be yourself. Troy Aikman said to Tom, his advice, hey, just be yourself. The one guy who could be himself as an analyst who's not employed as an analyst is who?
6: Who could? Jay Cutler. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Cutler, like. He doesn't care, right? I, I honestly thought, I felt this way all along. Like, I think Cutler, like, he had the deal to do it, right? Like, yeah. he had the deal with Fox, and then Tannehill tears up his knee, and Adam Gase gets him to come to Miami for $10 million bucks. I like I think Jay Cutler would have been the guy who is A, he's intelligent, and B, he doesn't give a crap what <laughs> anyone thinks. <laughs> like he doesn't care. Like he's not looking he wouldn't be in the booth looking down like oh well I got beers with the right guard out there like three weeks ago, so I can't say anything but no. Like he wouldn't care, you know. So um yeah, I think Cutler would have been really really I, I good just at think it. it'd be
2: hard cause Tom spent his entire life not criticizing or saying anything. Right and now you're going to say "Tom be yourself. Go out there and critique." Yeah. You know. Be honest. I just don't see, you know, him wanting to do well, that. Well, for- I just
6: yeah, I just don't know where. I mean, that's the thing. Like I also like sort of look at him and how many different ways is he compromised? You know what I mean? Like it's like with everything because he's been so image conscious for his entire NFL career. And part of it is like you know, like, I think he looks at, like, okay, like I'm invested with this person. And I'm, in, and he's incredibly loyal. Is he compromised? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where it's just he can criticize this person, but then I can't criticize that. And that can be really, really tricky.
2: You know, did you hear Belichick on his podcast? Yeah, it was a love fest. He right? was gushing.
6: Yeah. Well, have you ever heard Belichick talk about Lawrence Taylor?
2: Yes. I mean, like oh,
6: yes. So he really loves Lawrence Taylor. I, 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 I had to like I, I can remember um talking to Drew Bledsoe about this, right? So, you know, Drew obviously had a really ugly exit from New England and it was tough and it was something that it took years for him to reckon with, right? And um Drew told me he's like so he, I think it was when he went back for the Patriot Hall of Fame induction, he hadn't seen Belichick since. And um and so you know, so he goes back to Foxborough and he, and and he still got along great with Robert Kraft. Like it was Kraft's first quarterback, everything like that. He knew that would be great and everything. But he was actually like Drew Bledsoe, a former NFL quarterback, was nervous about going back and seeing Bill. And uh, and Drew told me like you know, so he walks in and they have a stadium practice the weekend of the uh, inter- for season ticket holders, the the weekend of the uh, of the of the, of the um, ceremony. And Drew walks out on the field, and Bill comes walking over to him, gives him a hug, and, like, warm as, like, can be, and Drew said he was, like, sat there silent for, like, two minutes, like, (laughs) what the hell is this? But I I think that's part of it, is, like, when you, like, Bill is so good at compartmentalizing, so you're either in his professional life, and I've heard this from so many people, you're either in his professional life or you're in, in his personal life, and once guys retire, they get moved like they're like cat like from one category to the next and i'm sure that's what it is is like I as long as, likes, as as long as Thomas in the NFL he's part of Bill's professional life yeah. now it's just part of Bill's personal life
2: yeah i think he likes you uncomfortable when you play for him or you're not quite sure um lamar jackson's playing for who next year
6: i think the ravens but i'm less sure of it than i was a year ago um if
2: not the ravens
6: you want to say the dolphins cuz there's so many natural reasons for it I, I i i believe the dolphins when they say like they want to give it another run with tua i think the problem that the dolphins run into is that fifth year option they've got to make a decision on yeah. the fifth year option there's the concussion issue now that's a 25 to 30 million dollar decision and if you pick up his option those are fully guaranteed now you're locking yourself into tua for 2024 if you don't pick it up now you're in a year-to-year proposition with your you're in a year-to-year situation with your quarterback. So does that make you view it differently? And if the opportunity to trade for a Lamar Jackson comes along, do you look at it and say, "Well, this might make some more sense for us," yeah. you know? Uh, so I, I, I think the issue is like how you bridge the gap, if like between like so the the Ravens are willing to give him a top-of-the-market traditional quarterback deal. Lamar wants a Deshaun Watson deal. So, like, how do you kind of, like, how do how do you bridge the two? And they've been unable to do it. And I think Lamar, like, you can understand why the Ravens would be hesitant. You can also sort of understand Lamar's point of view, where it's like, I put my body on the line for five years for you, And now you're asking me for injury protection three years from now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were Lamar, seriously, though, like, you at, like, look what you put me, like, you have put an unprecedented amount of stress on my body as a quarterback. Never has a quarterback been deployed that way ever, right? Run that much ever, right? And I did that for five years for you. And now you're asking me to sign a contract that's going to protect you three years from now. So if all if I have to pay the price for all of this, you aren't going to have to pay that price with me. I don't think this is about the money for Lamar. I think this is principle. Like, I felt that way because like, he thinks about these things differently. If it was about money, he would have just taken the deal. That's a lot of, you know, if this was just a financial decision, he finished the last two years injured, just take the contract, get your $150 million guaranteed Guarantee. and be done with it, you know? Yeah. I think for for Lamar, like I really believe this about him, like he's always done things differently, and I do think this is about principle for him.
2: He's Albert Breer, the Monday Morning Quarterback. Thank you for all your contributions the entire of season. Yeah, absolutely. We, we love we'll when you're on. We'll keep going in the offseason. season. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Albert Breer, the Monday Morning Quarterback. We'll take a break here. We got our Play of the Day up next. Dan Patrick Show. Wanna give a special shout out to all of our great sponsors, Kings Hawaiian and Traeger Grills. We've got the Traeger Grills set up here today. Chad's here cooking. Kings Hawaiian. They're going to have some sliders for us tomorrow. Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dan Patrick Show. Not only do we get to enjoy Miller Lite all week long, but when we uh, pour beer in the man cave, we've got it on tap. Panini trading cards. Danettes absolutely love opening the boxes, the packages of Panini trading cards. PXG Golf Clubs got a chance to go out there and visit with those folks yesterday for a few hours. Can't wait to play the new PXG Clubs. Mercedes, the Sprinter van Seaton and the French kid, had a ball going cross country. Our friends at Tyre tirerack.com. Everyone I hear from loves tire rack. Log on to tirerack.com for a wide variety of the best tires and keep you safe on the road. That's tirerack.com. Nobody makes tire buying like tire rack does. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
0: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards.
5: Wow, you know, I really I mean, thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Oh my God. The play, the play's called play. of the day. This is
2: the play of the day.
5: Check this out 120 to 99. 22
1: 23. Clay Thompson takes it, hits another three. That's his 12th. He's two away from tying his own record.
2: That's courtesy of 95.7 The Game. Klay Thompson, 12 three-pointers in the game. He joins Steph as the only players in league history with multiple games of 12 or more three-pointers. Each has two. By the way, Klay Thompson last night had zero free throws in that game. How about that for a statistical anomaly, maybe? 12 three-pointers, but... Uh, He had no free throws. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to uh, impress you. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Paulie says we have a LeBron James game. Very fun game, Dan. I'm always up for that. Here is the LeBron
4: James game. When LeBron James breaks the scoring record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whether it's tonight or two nights from now, whom does he thank first? I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. Family? All-encompassing. It could be son, wife, parents, whatever it could be. Mm. Uh, current and former teammates. Okay.
2: Uh, Kareem. Kareem
4: Abdul-Jabbar. The fans. Other. I'll go first. Okay. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't go family. But you know, I don't know if he's going to plan a, a something like that.
2: Okay, Seton you know O'Connor.
5: I would like it if he just said, I just want to thank myself for being so great. <laughs> okay.
4: Other. No, no, this isn't Michael Jordan.
5: Yeah. I, is... I'm going to say other, actually.
4: Remember, Carmelo thanked himself at the ESPYs. He's I'd like to thank me for being so great And <laughs> <laughs> he won the ESPY.
5: <laughs> College
4: basketball player of the year, he goes, I I love I'd, that. I'd, I'd like to, first, I'd like to thank me. And my talent.
6: Todd?
3: I would hope that he would acknowledge Kareem first, and then he can get to family and friends and teammates. The person he's, who he broke the record should be the first name.
2: All right. Marv? I'm gonna go with family. Okay. Well, I oh, oh, think he's
5: going J C first. Oh, uh, you think he's going I think going, he's going oh maybe not J C, but he's going the most high. Someone most high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh so,
4: other Lord and Savior other.
2: I'm going right. as other, I'm going some type of religious thank you. No offense, Lord and Savior, but I called you up. So that would be an assist that he would be giving to J C. Okay. 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 Bloop sure. bloop. Bloop. I think he's you gotta acknowledge Kareem. Gotta to, gotta to do that. Imagine if his mind went blank and he was like, "And I just
5: got to thank uh,
2: what's
6: the,
5: that, uh, the guy, the skyhook, you know, sky the big sky guy, Green, yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah.
2: The guy with the goggles, <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, about. you know, magic, <laughs> no, I mean, uh,
5: you know, the guy who played with Magic Johnson, you know who <laughs> I'm talking, yeah. about.
2: James Worthy, <laughs> had no, the goggles, the guy
5: the, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Mark. James Worthy, that's messed up, the goggles, yeah, yeah, yeah James yeah. Worthy, yeah, yeah. Uh, update the poll results from the first hour."
5: And would you, uh, if you went to Media Day, would you try to be a journalist or would you try to be a comic? It's essentially what we're saying. 69%. Try to be funny.
2: <laughs> well, it's the hardest thing to do. I think I would just ask straight questions. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know. Play would you it, go in a wedding dress? Stri- would I go in a wedding dress? No. That doesn't happen anymore, does it? I don't it? think so. I think they kind of... Oh, oh, no, no, no. It, it does. It does? It just doesn't make air as much. Oh, okay. I, I've been to the
4: past, I'd say, four media days, and there's, you know, 95% pure media wearing, like, uh, white socks and jeans <laughs> and old sneakers <laughs> and free gear, and then there's a person who walks in from, like, uh, Mazatlan, and they're wearing a headdress, <laughs> and they, they have castanets, and they want to interview <laughs> Tom
2: Brady. Yeah. Yeah, Sally from Telemundo right. is here. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. You
4: know what really stinks, though, is the little kids.
2: You know, the the traditional reporters
4: yeah. hate when a nine-year-old... stink. They stink, man. He's <laughs> right. They do stink. Because there's 200 legit reporters, and all of a sudden, some nine-year-old with a bowl mm-hmm. haircut comes in and wants to interview Tom Brady and gets three questions yeah, I
5: know. If you were a, a type of ice cream, <laughs> what's your favorite type of ice cream to eat?
4: My hero is uh, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Who is yours? Do you like Lucky Charms?
5: Have you ever had chocolate chip cookies before, bed and does your mom yell at you to brush your teeth?
4: Go eat your vegetables that's and go what, home. That's
5: what I was always
4: If you were cream. a
2: superhero, what kind of superhero would you be? Because I would be a Power Ranger. <laughs>
4: The only thing worse is the stations that hire the hot girl to handle the questions. Yeah, and the girl's wearing like uh, a string bikini and a mic flag, and she walks in. And yeah, goes, I hate that. Yeah, That's I, the worst. I, as a journalist, I hate that. Yeah, I hate following that. You know.
2: yeah. If
5: you could only play for one one team right now, if what would it be? Baseball. <laughs> That's actually me trying to ask questions. (laughs) Those kids are infinitely more professional than me. One
2: hour in the books on this Tuesday. Brady Quinn will join us coming up. Brian Cranston a little bit later on as well. Dan Patrick show. One more item. We close out hour one. Sleep number every great day starts the night before. I did check with, you know, the big German. I said, can I bring my sleep number bed out here to Scottsdale? And he said, well, might be a little cost prohibitive. And I said, okay, fair enough. So I'll hold out. I'll wait. Didn't the Eagles used to travel with their bed? Like Don Henley or somebody who was like, I have to travel with my bed everywhere. Yeah, he had a bad back. He may still be doing that. That's a fellow who gets it, though. Yeah. I don't know if he has his sleep number, but maybe that would help his back. Sleep number right now, the ultimate sleep number event. Save 50% on the sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Go in and ask about your sleep number. Ask about Sleep IQ technology.
4: I bet they have a sleep number at the Hotel California.
2: Oh, oh! Put it all back to... Oh, wow. Okay. I tried, Oops. Sleep Number. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, The Todd. official sleep and wellness <laughs> partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.